Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on March 25th, 2022 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode takes a look at the historic confirmation hearings of Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, including some questions from Senator Lindsey Graham, Jackson's own words, and analysis from USC political science professor Jessica Shainer. In business, we hear from Richmond Federal Reserve President Tom Barkin about inflation. Mm. (laughs) And due to the long politics section, we are moving the medical section to Tuesday's podcast. Apologies. But of course, some things aren't moving to Tuesday's podcast. We're asking you to please call us (laughs) with any leads or tips or information about what's going on in your world. See? All the tip lines are open. Operators standing by. Again, we're keeping these rates low, even with inflation going. 803-563-7169. We want to hear from you, the listener, our leaders. We love you. So send us a one to three minute long voicemail about what's going on in your world. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is low according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. There have been 17,493 total deaths and currently 1,467,115 total cases being reported in all 46 counties as of March 22nd at 4 p.m. There are 230 South Carolinians hospitalized with COVID-19, 40 are in intensive care, and 20 are on ventilators. That is as of March 19th. And currently, 54% of eligible South Carolinians are fully vaccinated. Our politics section is dedicated to the historic Supreme Court confirmation hearings of Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, featuring a South Carolina bent because high-ranking member Senator Lindsey Graham sits on the committee. We also have some of the supportive words from New Jersey Democratic Senator Cory Booker. Judge Jackson also shares an inspiring life moment she experienced, and University of South Carolina political science professor Jessica Shainer analyzes the week for us. All eyes this week were on the two days of Senate Judiciary Committee questioning as part of the historic confirmation hearings of Judge Jackson to the U.S. Supreme Court. Several times, Senator Graham revisited past grievances Republican nominees, such as now Justice Brett Kavanaugh, endured and vented about how his preferred pick, Judge Michelle Childs of South Carolina, was snubbed, he said, due to attacks from left-wing groups. Here's Graham asking about Kavanaugh after criticizing Jackson's sentencing of child pornographers. If I had some information that's sketchy at best, that somehow you've done something wrong, I promise you, just from human decency, I would share it with you. I would not disclose it at the last minute of the last day of the hearing, and I've already given it to a newspaper so the whole country can read about it before you ever said a word. Senator, she's had nothing to do with the cause. No, but I'm asking her about how how she may feel about what y'all did. We have Senator, order your time has expired, and I'm going to give her an opportunity to finally complete an answer. So, can, if I could just address, answer the question. It, 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 Senator, I don't have any comment on what procedures took place in this body regarding What would you think Justice about the Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh. What I'd like finish? to answer is your 
points about my sentencings in child pornography cases. The point of the guidelines is to assist judges in determining what punishment to provide in cases. And there are horrible cases, but the idea is that between the range of punishment that Congress has prescribed, judges are supposed to be providing proportional punishment based on what a person has done. Judge Jackson, who has no control over outside groups that influence nominees, selected by both Democratic and Republican presidents over the years, maintained her composure, as she did throughout the two days of questioning. And even when Senator Graham asked her about how negative campaigning by groups prevented his Supreme Court choice, Judge Michelle Childs, from being nominated. Take a listen. You didn't know that all those people were declaring war on Judge Childs? Senator, I did not. Okay. Well, no, I'm I'm not saying you did. You said you didn't know. I'll take it your word. But I am saying that what is your judicial philosophy? So I have a methodology that I use in my cases in order to ensure that I am uh, ruling impartially. And that so your judicial philosophy is to rule impartially. No, my judicial philosophy is to rule impartially and to rule consistent with the limitations on my authority as a judge. And so my methodology actually helps me to do that in every case. So you wouldn't say that you're an activist judge? I would not say that. Okay. Graham grabbed headlines, let off cable news shows, and circled the world easily on social media with his fiery moments. But his questioning wasn't unique. Rather, others, including 2024 Republican presidential hopefuls like Missouri Senator Josh Hawley and Texas Senator Ted Cruz, came in hot with Jackson on her child pornography rulings in several cases, which were in line with sentences that other judges had given, including Republican-appointed federal judges. Despite the intense grilling from Republican lawmakers, Democrats like New Jersey Senator Cory Booker noted the historic nature of Jackson's nomination and said it wasn't dark money that got her to where she is, but rather doing what Ginger Rogers said. I did everything that Fred Astaire did, but backwards in heels. And I want to tell you when I look at you, this is why I get emotional. I'm sorry, you're you're a person that is so much more than your race and gender. You're a Christian, you're a mom, you're... You're, you're an intellect, you love books, but for me, I'm sorry. I, I, it's hard for me not to look at you and not see my mom, not to see my, my cousins, one of them who had to come here and sit behind you. She had, to be, she had to have your back. I see my ancestors and yours. Nobody's gonna steal the joy of that woman in the street or the calls that I'm getting or the texts Nobody's going to steal that joy. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. Jackson was asked by California Democratic Senator Alex Padilla about what advice she would give to young people. Here's a moment that made an impression on Jackson, a moment she shared while occasionally wiping away tears. I was walking through Harvard Yard my freshman year. As I mentioned, I went to... Uh, public school, and I didn't know anything about Harvard until um, my debate coach took me there to enter a speech competition, and I thought, this is a great university. It was basically one of the only ones I'd seen, and I 
said, maybe I'll apply when I'm a senior. But I get there and whoa, <laughs> so different. I'm from Miami, Florida. Boston is very cold. Um, it was um, it was rough. It was different from anything I'd known. There were lots of students there who were um, prep school kids like my husband <laughs> um, who knew all about <laughs> knew all about Harvard and, and that was not not me and I think the first semester I was really homesick. I was really questioning, um, do I belong here? Can I, can I make it in this environment? And I was walking through the yard in the evening and a black woman I did not know was passing me on the sidewalk. And she looked at me and I guess she knew how I was feeling, and she leaned over as we crossed and said, persevere. I would tell them to persevere. On This Week in South Carolina, I spoke with USC political science professor Jessica Shainer, who teaches about the courts, about what she took away from these historic hearings. So there were, uh, one of the things that's really important to note about the committee right now is there are a lot of people who are probably going to run for president that are on it. Um, and we saw this behavior of people kind of showing what how they would pick justices and what they're looking for um, during the Trump administration. Now we're seeing it with the Biden administration as well. Um, there were a lot of talks about um, Judge Jackson's time as a district court judge, about her rulings with the Sentencing Commission. So Senators Cruz, Hawley, Cotton, and Graham hit on that yesterday. Um, there were also some moments to give her time to respond to those comments. So the, especially the conversation with Cruz got very heated. The chair of the committee got involved at one point because he said Cruz wasn't letting her answer the questions. And what ended up happening is after these heated moments with the Republicans, the Democrats are coming back in and then giving her a lot more space to answer these questions. So you had this very heated dynamic and then people trying to pull it back down. Mm -hmm. um, and Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska actually called out some of his colleagues when he was talking with Jackson and said, basically, um, they're doing this for the TV and we understand that. And I'm sorry that you have to go through this right now. Yeah. So a, a lot of um, grandstanding, we would say. And, and also, it's interesting to see who gets the airtime. And we were obviously talking a lot about these comments and these moments. Uh, how do you think Judge Jackson handled these interruptions, the rude questioning, even the lecturing at moments? I wish I was that poised when I was getting lectured. Um, she was phenomenal. She answered the question so calmly. Um, I think she also did a very good job of defending her own record, repeatedly pointing out that they're talking about nine cases out of 500 some odd that she decided. And she's also incredibly knowledgeable, right? And we saw this with Amy Coney Barrett as well. These just very smart people up there talk, giving you a, a master class in constitutional law. So if you really kind of listen to the content, I know I'm making some of my students listen today to some of the stuff about unenumerated rights. Okay, I know that was a lot of national stuff for our little state news podcast, but I will not apologize. No, that was a big news week, folks. You know it, I know it, I'm not apologizing. I will catch you up on what the Senate did since the House was off this week in Tuesday's podcast, along with comments from Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey. Now, don't spoil the surprise by watching Twisk. <laughs> oh, we will know, but you can. You can. You can. 
It's all right. Okay, I'm just going to come out with this. I have let you down, dear listener. I wasn't able to get one of our most trusted voices on the economy, Tom Barkin, president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond, for you, even though he was in Charleston. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! I know it pains me because he spoke about containing inflation right in the middle of our production schedule, and there's no live streaming available. They didn't consult us. To be fair, we didn't consult them, so they didn't know about our times, blah, blah. However, Barkin, who is over the 5th District, which includes the Carolinas up to Maryland and West Virginia, gave a similar speech. We're not going to be mad about that. Gave a similar speech to Montgomery County, Maryland Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors on March 23rd. And I just happened to have two minutes of what Barkin said about inflation. Here we go. A little treat. Some of you may think that doing our part to control inflation is going to drive us into a recession. Um, and, and, of course, with the surge in energy prices since the Ukraine uh, invasion. Some are even raising the word stagflation, uh, a word which a few of us remember from the 70s. So I'll, I'll just say that um, we're not on a rate path right now to drive the economy uh, into a ditch. We're, we're actually still very far from the rates that most people think constrains the economy. And so my colleagues on the FOMC actually project that rate, estimate that rate. And most of them are within the range of two to three percent. So call it two and a half percent. This week's move still leaves us nine to 10 rate increases away from two and a half percent. So we're not uh, putting our foot on the brakes. We're just taking our foot off the gas. And I think that's a, a pretty good way to think about it. We're not taking our foot off the brakes. We're just taking our foot off the gas. The extraordinary support of the pandemic era is starting to unwind. I think that's a good thing. Um, and I think by doing that, it puts us back into a position to do something if we need to put the brakes uh, on the economy in time. It's awfully hard to put the brakes on the economy when rates are at zero. But if you get rates back to normal, then you do have the ability to do that. Now, on the other side, I get questions from people asking whether the Fed ought to move faster. Um, we have moved at 50 basis points at a time in the past. We've even moved faster than that. And we certainly could do it, again, if we felt like it was necessary to prevent either expectations from unanchoring or because you start seeing inflation uh, accelerating. But I guess I'd just say, this is all a balancing act, right? Um, you normalize rates to contain inflation, but if you overcorrect, you start to affect employment, which is the other part of our mandate. Um, and I just think that both inflation and employment are still being heavily influenced by the combination of pandemic era supply and participation pressures, uh, and the war on Ukraine. And I just think it's going to take us a little while to meet the dynamics of whatever the post-pandemic economy uh, looks like. And I'm going to give a shout out to Montgomery County, Maryland, MoCo, as we call it, my home county, as we tape on this Maryland Day. Happy Maryland Day. Best flag in the country right there. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it's, it's a uniform flag, unlike some states, South Carolina. Now, on the way out, Gas Price Watch 2022. The average cost for a gallon of gas in the state is $3.94. We've been hovering around this price for a bit, but it's still down six cents from the week before, but 51 cents higher than a month ago, just as the war in Ukraine started.
Welcome to the wind down section, our little break for the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and want to hear your stories as well. That's why we have a toll-free voice mailbox set up dedicated just to you. You're not going to believe these prices on these calls. There guys. are no prices. We're inflation. <laughs> you heard Tom Barkin talking about inflation. But it, we it, are keeping it low. It does Zero. work. It does work like 1-800-COLLECT when you don't want to pay for it. You just say it really quick in the name part, right? We had a baby. It's a boy. We had a baby. It's, it's a, a boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our millennials will love that. Love yeah. that. Hey, Dude, man, that don't even get me started on 10-10-3-2-1. Oh, does it still work? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I mean, because I'm paying long distance fees. You got to see my bills. Is man. anyone else still paying long distance? <laughs> the cell phone plan on them on, it's super cheap, but the fees are insane. Oh, I got a real long term deal. <laughs> but it's you ugly. don't have to worry about that when you call us at 803 563 7169. We love hearing from people. And I know we're about to hear from a good a good lead fan. Speaking of long distance. Long too. distance call. Yeah. International call. I put the call out there for an international caller. Some of our yep. listeners are abroad, and we thank them for joining us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, AT, uh, we, we do have, have a call. call. Yeah, we have a call. You Just like you said, you didn't uh, consult with me. You just felt it I in didn't. your bones, right? You just knew. Well, you know I handle all inter- international calls. <laughs> yes, you actually uh, run that line. It goes yeah. there with maritime. It knows, and it just routes it. But yeah, we got a call, okay? Uh, did they go a little long? They did. Did they call twice? They did. But when you're out of when you're out so of far out of country, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let it slide a little bit. And it doesn't Overseas. hurt that I have no other calls in here. <laughs> so, was... You know you know what? Let's get it. Hey, AT and Gavin, this is Adam Mincer calling from Buenos Aires, Argentina, a city very popular and important in the history of South Carolina politics. I just walked past a bar that locals do know and are aware was a frequent meeting point of one former governor, Mark Sanford. So that made me want to call in and say, hey, to you guys, you mentioned spring on the latest episode. Fun fact, seasons are reversed down here south of the equator. So we are just kicking off the chilly seasons, but still chilly is about 65 degrees. Now, today is March 24, so a little foreign history lesson just for anyone that's thinking deeply about democracy. Today is the Day of Truth and Justice, the Truth and Justice Memorial Day here in Argentina. So it is a day to commemorate about the 10,000 people, probably more, who were disappeared under a military rule, under a dictatorship that happened in the 70s and 80s. While the term isn't liked here for very obvious reasons, um, in the U.S., a lot of people know it as the Dirty War. So if you are interested in a little history lesson, want to give democracy a little extra appreciation um, looking at the recent military coups and the very, very uh, troubling um, history of the disappeared in Argentina. But on a lighter note, um, I just wanted to say hello. Thank you for keeping me informed about what's happening back in South Carolina and for making it fun, light, and enjoyable morning walks as I'm attempting to gain fluency in Spanish in less than five months. Let's see how it goes. I'll check in a little later. Miss you guys. Uh, well, okay. That, oh, wait, no. He's not done? Okay. We got another one? Okay. Go ahead, Adam. And one more thing. This is Adam again. I just wanted to add, if you or any listeners were ever considering taking a break from your job, going on that trip, getting up and just going to a new country completely alone, 10 out of 10 would recommend. One of the best things I have ever done for myself, you will be shocked at how 
amazing new things feel, especially as the world is starting to slowly wake up post-COVID. People are taking off masks and every part of the world. Mexico beaches, amazing. Argentinian streets, gelato, empanadas. I mean, seriously. So if you're considering it, do it. Mental health, 10 out of 10. Self-care to the max. All of the good things. And if you have any questions, reach out. Oh, Adam Mincer Cohen is from Argentina. Mm. Love that. He's and got he's, wanderlust. Yeah. Oh, God. He's <laughs> killing me with it, too. Oh, yeah. And he's on the trail in a different way. Not the uh, Appalachian oh, yeah, Trail, but yeah. he is down there. And that sounds so awesome to experience that kind of history down there. Uh, yes. And Adam, if you remember him, he's a former WIS reporter here in Columbia. We love hearing from him. Great he's friend of the former pod. Former Statehouse reporter. Yeah. He was he was mad because he was never on the, on the podcast. But yeah. It's because I was always biased towards my print babies. Yeah, you're the only baby you're myself. the only TV person allowed on this pod. The lead law. I lead law. I mean, <laughs> we didn't not, set up. We didn't set well, that rule up. But we. I mean, I kind of had some of that. But <laughs> <laughs> we love hearing from Adam. He's a great political reporter and great idea with the sabbatical. A lot of people are doing that. You know, we've been asking you guys how the pandemic has affected your your employment situation, and I know a lot of people have have resigned, taken time off, and are doing different things. And like he said, five months. Uh, he was just in Mexico, and I think he's going to be going to Israel soon. So very cool to hear from Adam and get that perspective. And he told me, as a favor, I'm going to give a shout-out to his Twitter account, at Adam Mincer, where you can find his substack for his little travel oh, he's doing, newsletter. He's yeah. blogging it? Yeah. Oh, so, I love that. A great little how-to if you're thinking about doing that kind of sabbatical and do what Adam's talking about and get out there and traveling because, oh, that's so he good. He better put our phone number in the travel blog. I hope so. He better. It's, yeah, I, and I, I wish he called us from Mexico, and I hope he calls us from the next country. Yes. Okay. Yes. We need definitely. for dispatches from abroad. Yeah, make us jealous, please. I'm all about that. Anyway, uh, Gavin, you mentioned that it was Maryland Day or yes. whatever for you, but today for me, it's it's the 25th of March. It's Tolkien Day, oh. Lord of the Rings, because today. <laughs> In the book, March 25th is when the ring is destroyed in Mount Doom. Wow. So I just wanted to get that out of the way because yours is important, <laughs> but Frodo saved all of Middle Earth. Yeah. So uh, that's Observing great. the anniversary of the landing of the first European settlers in the province of Maryland in 1634 <laughs> is just a small little and thing. And there's no way they could have done that without Frodo and Sam and, and <laughs> They <Gola>. made it. <laughs> oh, so pretty. Anyway, Gavin, yes. you have some things so that you want to hit on, So many things I right? want to talk about. Let, let's hit them with So hit I with was them. minding my own business the other day on my phone as mm-hmm. I do. Yes. And of course, I, saw, I had to search something. I was going to Florida soon, speaking of Wanderlust, and I was looking up uh, Costco locations near where I'll be staying because I, I just need to plan things out. You're going to know what I need to bring. Steady diet of chicken salad oh, and rotisserie chickens yes, I just anywhere need you that. go. So as I'm going into my phone, uh, you know, people are always talking about, oh, I have thousands of unread emails or 16 missed calls and the notifications are right there annoying people who just sure. can't deal. Yeah, every, it. It's sort of like a, a form of virtue to brag about how many unread oh, emails you, you know, have. You know, and I have, yeah, 3,985. Psycho. I have like, calls I, I'm the opposite. I have like 14. I can't live in that world because it's just it's just too impossible. I literally just press delete when they pop up. But now, keep, I will tell going. you some things. I, uh, in addition to not deleting emails, I'm not deleting tabs in Safari when I'm going to so search So what things. happened here? So I go to open another tab, and I got this alert that I've never even heard about before. It says, "It was rare." You have 500 tabs open. 448 of them are a month old. Would you like to close all of them? At least a month old. Right? Yeah, and I'm like, "This is." I mean, I'm not going to go through and close them all. I hate. I always hated doing that, so I'm not going to do that. So wait to the 500th one, folks, and then hit 
close all tabs. I love this I'm for free. you. I'm but free. I, I also this like lifted off of me. I also like that um, <laughs> Apple has baked in a welfare check on their phones because it was just like, man, this guy, uh, this hey, is hey, not buddy. a good sign. This isn't good. It's like it's like uh, when Netflix is like, hey, are, are you, you still watching? Still watching? <laughs> but worse. <laughs> now I still have, right now I have six open tabs right now. That's since so you are, closed all are, of them. Yeah, we are you're, on the way you're back working up. working back up. Yeah, what, 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 love what, what, that what, for what you. I do? Love that for you. So, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. I mean, I think they need to reclassify this welfare check, though, because, I mean, yeah. you were thriving with those 500 tabs. Yeah. I, I mean, if I needed to go back, I had the ability to go back. <laughs> you were drawing absolute <laughs> mana from those. And, I mean, your strength has never been higher. I'm, I mean, sure, I'm sure the phone's running faster now. <laughs> but you had a question for me. Yes, I had a question. Um, this Non-tab-related question. Yes, this comes from... A, a drag out argument between one of my college friends and his wives. Oh. Okay. One of his wives. And his wife. <laughs> okay. Just the one. <laughs> I heard his wife. Just the one. Sorry, Jake. Only one wife. I'm not trying to dox you here. Um, but uh so he proposed she he he asked the question to our group chat. And uh he goes, Are birds reptiles? No. <laughs> because I think he learned when he was maybe nine years old that they had feathers and was just like, okay, birds are reptiles. And he's gone his whole life until two days ago thinking that they were reptiles. Oh, gosh. And it's Hard. the type of question where you, when you ask people, they're always going, no, but dinosaurs did have feathers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you flat out said no. No, yeah. I'm, I mean, birds are straight up warm-blooded. Yeah. And I told him that. I was like, I love that idea, but no. No. You know? They're... they're Adorable little things too. They're not Abby uh, serpents. Abby, our uh, contra our, our lead contrarian. contrarian. Uh, oh, she, she, one of two. One of two. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get get out from under that, uh, but uh, <laughs> let me see if I can just pivot to this. <laughs> trying to get out around of that real slickly. But uh, she has told me that I need to mention here that birds are not real and they oh, are machines okay, so, run by the government. Okay, so going back to her conspiracy. Land, Correct. Yes, that uh, birds aren't real. Can so. we just get like a middle ground here? <laughs> Birds are real, real. and they're warm-blooded. <laughs> they're not reptiles. So I'm glad. I'm really pleased that that you got that right away. I figured you yes. would. Yes, I have two bird books. I'm very well versed in birds. <laughs> it's like avian law, bird law. <laughs> oh God, that is. You don't even want to. And then when hurricanes, when they get caught in hurricanes, it's a whole different. This is a different thing, man. Um, but I do have one other thing to talk about. Is yeah, yeah. I went yeah. to the dentist this week. Yeah, I've I, been pushing that off for a couple months. I like the dentist. You don't like the dentist. No, but it's been good news. I just tell you, know, a lot of trauma as a child. A lot of inherent trauma. Nothing ever like terrible. Do you, did you have braces? No, but I had a. Okay. Uh, retainer that was kind of fixed in there. My brother Colin did, but my brother Nick, when we were biking in a parking garage in DC once, Love hearing this, yeah. This is he, real childhood. We're just biking with my dad. It's like his weekend, so we're doing like whatever you do as a he divorced dad with your kids. The, the he local takes, parking he garage. Takes you, he takes you to his work parking garage to bike around because we had to pop into work, which was fine because oh, I got to like plan his computer and print God, out things. That is such divorced dad but energy. It's, it's the small, and you're just like, it was just enough. We were having a great time. Yeah. Until... Nick decides to bike into a pillar, you know, yeah. and hit right on that edge and then just chipped his two middle teeth and it just traumatized me as Only a child. the chip is, the, I mean, that's the best They didn't come scenario. full out, but they chipped. So anyway, it set off a whole lifetime, essentially, of any time 
we'd be on vacation somewhere and Nick would bite into a pizza crust and his, and his teeth, teeth fall would out. fall out. My, like, my, oh my, my brother Drew is the same way as that, except it's less cool. Yeah. He did it, but he was skipping in gym class, arm in arm <laughs> with friends on either side, and they fell down. <laughs> he smashed well, his teeth. <laughs> so I have a chip. You can probably hear it in my voice. I have a chip in my front it's tooth. It's the worst part of you. <laughs> Everyone says it. Everyone says that. And that was because a friend of mine, she jumped on my back around spring break one time. And I went and I caught her, but I went to buck back and then we all fell down. Mm-hmm. And oh, chipping your tooth is so oof. But I go to the dentist, who my dentist is my good friend Kate. Her mom is my dentist, and she's always trying to get me to fix that front tooth. And sure. It sounds like there's a good process out there because I've always been hesitant for the reasons I told you about my brother. So I think that will happen. But cavities, no cavities. I've only had like two or three. I've never had a cavity in my life. Well, it's just I was always so terrified of the dentist that that fear really worked for you. But then it's like how do you mitigate fear in a way that doesn't really mess up a child to the point where it Gavin, becomes a problem? Fear <laughs> is the mind killer. I know, okay? but it also motivates you to brush your teeth. <laughs> so here we – like so you're going to fix it. It's a hard one to walk. You're ready to go to the – the sleeper has awakened. Yeah. You're, you're ready. Okay? Now I'm not ready for – like I didn't have to get my wisdom teeth taken out, thank God. <laughs> but I've done I, that. I just or a crown. Like I don't want any of that stuff. I don't Oof. think you should fix your chip. Honestly, I don't want to. I like the imperfections. But it sounds, it, it, yeah. it makes us all uh, individuals. Yeah, I'm all about the imperfections too. I mean, I already got my gap teeth rocking. So, uh, and you know, you've seen my house. I have rugs that have holes in them and things like that. But That's I like character. the warning That's character. character. Yeah. But they tell me now that I might chip more, and it has been you know eroding here and there. So I think I'll, that's I'll a see. that's a real sales that's a sale, job. Yeah. That's a real sales job. But you know, it's. You know, we, we don't pay for our dentist. Gavin, dental insurance, you're so. beautiful just the way you well, are. This is, okay? These are the words I needed to hear. <laughs> anyway, yeah. have a great yeah. weekend. <laughs> have a great weekend. Call us about your dental emergencies. We love hearing from folks, especially people who are traveling like Adam Mincer down in Argentina. Give us a call like Adam did at 803-563-7169. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. You can also stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Uh, I would ask you to see Section 2, Michael Crichton Prey, and uh, no further questions. <laughs> Bring in the olives, Maury shouts in a booming voice. <laughs> <laughs>